This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. It is 3.05 here in the capital city. This is On the Block on 93.7 The Ticket. We've got another hour for you of uh, action-packed Sports coverage here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Nate is out today, so he will be back tomorrow. Strick, I believe you will be uh, here tomorrow as well, but you're a little bit busy uh, this evening, so hopefully that you can uh, uh, get uh, get all that stuff uh, good and well done. Are you going to be uh, back in studio tomorrow, or is it, are you waiting until next, uh, next week to get back in? It's Monday when I'll be back. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in studio. All right, very cool. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, and, of course, here at 93.7 The Ticket, we're all looking forward to tomorrow's uh, action. Nebraska and Rutgers will have the pregame show starting about 3.30, leading you up to that 6 o'clock kickoff. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I've been asking uh, around today, and I feel a lot of Husker fans, uh, pundits, and, and, and whatnot are being uh, kind of swept up into the emotion of Nebraska's victory this past weekend. And then, of course, going up against the Rutgers team, historically, not all that. Uh, and all that impressive. And if you look into uh, this year's team, uh, probably not blown away by it either. Strick, are you? How confident are you in a Nebraska victory? And I want to ask everybody about that. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Let's just say you know one to ten. How confident are you in a Nebraska victory? And it's strange because I think the numbers are going to be pretty high. And I only say that's strange considering Nebraska's two and three. Well, I think there's some things that I'd like to. Consider when you're thinking about that. I, I like the the prospects of them winning this game. Again, Evan Simon. He, I mean, I, yeah, Evan Simon is not one that's going to uh, scare me a little bit. Uh, rushing yards per game um, is is there's pretty even when you look at it that standpoint. Uh, their passing yards per game is horrendous. It's like 236th all <laughs> throughout the whole country, and um, but the thing is, is that they play good defense. They're going to be at home. They're probably a little salty. Uh, they're wearing their black uniforms. So the, the last time they wore their black uniforms at home, they got a home victory. And they haven't had a home victory in since, like, what, 2017? Yeah. So I, I think the irony of it all is, is all in place, being that um, – you know, Bill Bill Bush is going back to where it all <laughs> kind of started, um, and uh, but he's going back as the DC, and so that's that's good to know. You know what I mean? I think I think now weapons are starting to emerge. I think you'll probably hopefully see some good things out of Travis Volkolek. I think they're going to try to contain Trey Palmer and some of the other wide receivers. Casey seems to be just releasing the ball with a lot more confidence right now. He's reading and responding and making the throws. Uh, so those are the things that I'm hoping transpire. I think uh, the defense will be able to get to uh, Evan Simon. They're not uh, particularly great at the line position. So if they can do that, man, get off the field, uh, continue to play as well as they did in the last game against Indiana, the stats for this team is very similar to Indiana. 
they can contain them, I think they should win the game. Yeah, it, it's fascinating when you look at this uh, this Rutgers team, and maybe fascinating is probably the wrong word for it. Actually, uh, is, is is because it's it's especially on offense, uh, kind of boring. But they do have um, you know injury issues to look at there at quarterback. You mentioned Simon; he's kind of been forced into the mix. Gavin Wimsett preseason was kind of thought to be that guy, um, and of course they've been waiting on Noah Vedral's uh, health to return uh, all along too. But it was it was kind of an open competition, and, and Simon out of the gate was kind of there with Wimsett. Wimsett now being injured the last couple of games really not much of a passing threat as you mentioned they average 160 yards passing 161 yards passing per game um, which is perfect for Nebraska's uh, secondary which is now just getting a little bit of confidence going after that uh, that Indiana victory the defense as a whole that's the fascinating aspect to this to me is is Nebraska's defense um, for real are they taking that next step or was that kind of the one game outlier because going into that Indiana game this was one of the worst units in the country now Bill Bush takes over gets one week and and, and, and you know hopefully fixes that and it, as magical as it was as miraculous as that, that would be um, that's what I hope the case is because you know the opposite of that is that you struggle against Rutgers they've made some pretty bad uh, or not I shouldn't say bad quarterbacks I never want to say that but some pretty mediocre quarterbacks so far on the schedule look pretty darn good and you don't want to see that again I don't expect to see that against Rutgers just because I don't I don't think they have when Nebraska's defense goes out there and again it hasn't been a great unit but you hope they've taken that step forward um, I just don't see anybody on Rutgers that's going to overwhelm Nebraska they're going to need some special team scores in my mind some defensive yeah. scores to stay in this game because Nebraska does have on the on the other side of it some athletes that I think can overwhelm the uh, the, the Rutgers defense which has been steady um, but struggled a little bit against Ohio State. Uh, another question I've kind of been asking, Strick, I want to ask you, um, if you're Rutgers, you see what they did last week. They kind of take uh, did everything they could to make Ohio State beat them on the ground. They, they made C.J. Stroud a Heisman hopeful, um, held him to a career low in passing yards. Didn't really work because the running game stepped up and they ended up scoring 49 points anyway. Do you think the, that if you're Rutgers – Understanding the limitations you have on offense, you do the kind of the same thing. You make Nebraska beat you on the ground, keep the possessions as limited as you can, try to keep it a low-scoring game. I think that, that that's the, the obvious game plan from Rutgers. Sometimes, though, they, they surprise us and they go a different route. But if I'm Greg Schiano, that's kind of how I'm looking at this game. Yeah, I mean, because, look, here's, your, here's the thing. Trey Palmer has 36 receptions for 480 yards right now, right? The next person is Marcus Washington at 14 receptions. So I know they're going to scheme against Palmer. They're not going to let Palmer beat him deep. Uh, this has got to be a heavy bell cow game uh, for uh, Anthony Grant. Anthony Grant, um, I think if he has a solid game this game, you're, you're looking at a bell cow thousand-yard receiver, which we haven't had in uh, at least over five years, right? So when you think about this particular game, look heavy in the run. Look heavy in some play actions. Look at Volkolek. And probably who's going to have a big game is going to be probably Marcus Washington, uh, maybe Elante Brown. One of those guys are going to emerge and have a big game because they're really going to be scheming probably against Trey Palmer, as you said. Uh, they're going to try to cause turnovers. They've got to try to figure out a way to cause turnovers. They're not a big sack team. They're not a team that's going to blow you away in that manner. But they're going to uh, get after you a little bit. They're going to They're going to throw some things, some wrinkles at you. But if you have a really good running game, I think that'll nullify everything that they're trying to do, similar to what Ohio State did. 
And we mentioned the blackout, the uh, the kind of weird spot on Friday also is, is probably going to be a bit of a factor here. Um, it seems like, and this is the way in the NFL, less so in college football, um, where usually things kind of go according to plan on Thursday nights. But Thursday night football, too, here in the NFL, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, the, the time, the, the you know, the the the, uh, the time zone change, you know, all but, you know, the Friday night kickoff, all of that, um, you know, maybe that can, can kind of throw things off because that's what uh, that's what I see happen in the NFL generally on on Thursday nights um, I don't know if it translates here I still think Nebraska has the uh, the edge as far as uh, a talent goes on their roster and I think ultimately that will rise whether they play a you know Friday night or, or you know in the middle of the night on a Tuesday or whatever I think that that mo- uh, for the most part um, you know Nebraska will be ready for this game and I, and I trust too the, the coaching staff that, that's put in place um, that you know they they're going out there. I think they flew out there Wednesday, um, and 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 ready for this this irregular kickoff, uh, which I'm actually looking forward to. I know we don't you know usually kind of get into our our Friday football until or post Thanksgiving, and, and that's a tradition, and we like that. Do you mind the the time slot? The Nebraska Rutgers Friday night. Of course, it separates Nebraska where they usually you know Nebraska Rutgers would get lost on a college football Saturday. Do you think it's worth the risk if you're up in the Nebraska athletic department to say, hey, we can get a little bit more exposure here, uh, and 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 kind of take that risk of, of just you know kind of throwing things off for your coaching staff yeah I think so I think I think with this game with that team with that uh with the circumstances the way that they are um with new players your Herzogs and, and new guys starting to get out there get a little bit of plan the quicker you can get them back on the floor or, I mean on the field I think it's it, it bodes well for you so I think that that night on that scale on that stage would would uh, be a good opportunity to take advantage of. And so uh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Get back on there. Then you get a long break as you're in your progressive stage of getting better, of growing. Um, then now you've got that next week and you've got revenge games coming. That, that, those are the ones you want a little bit more time to prepare for. And that's what I'm hoping that they can do. Yeah, it's interesting. Of course, I don't think the Nebraska Athletic Department necessarily asked for the Friday night. I think the Big Ten probably kind of pushed them that way. But that's been a Big Ten initiative to get some of these games out there. Um, like I said, that normally wouldn't get too much of a, of a look on a on a, on a on a normal Saturday college football. It'd just blend into the rest of the schedule. Um, you know, these these those are the type of the games they schedule for Friday night. And uh, I think this is going to be a fun one. Um, Nebraska uh, uh, in, in in somewhat of a must win game for both of them if they want to keep momentum going for their season. Um, I don't think Greg Schiano is necessarily on the chopping block or anything, um, but there have been articles written uh, from Piscataway kind of saying, you know, for this season. And 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 I also kind of read that this is uh, the season kind of before the season. You know, we've had those seasons before for Nebraska. Um, that's kind of how Rutgers was kind of use, uh, viewing, Rutgers fans was kind of viewing this season um, is that, you know, they'll start to get a, a veteran team and, and kind of be on, on uh, path at, with Greg Schiano's fourth season. But still... Um, you know, you'd like to have that surprise, the, you know, the season before the season and, and kind of get things kick-started. And um, I just, to me, I don't know. I've, I've, I was, I've been waiting because uh, I, I, the Greg Schiano, very well respected in the business, obviously has done it at Rutgers before, looked good uh, at Ohio State when he jumped in there as an assistant. And I've just been kind of waiting for them to take that next step, to be the Rutgers of old that Greg Schiano had him at. 
And and maybe it will take just a little bit more time than we expected. Remember, he took over for Chris Ash, who won a total of three games in his final two seasons. So he took, and we kind of already know what Rutgers is. He took over a, a, a dire situation and, and somewhat turned it around. But you know, I, I just I don't know if it's going to happen. And and maybe opening up the the pods and and allowing them to get out of the the the, the competition that is the Big Ten East will do that in the coming years. Um, I don't know about you. I was just I, I guess the, the respect level for Greg. Giano is, is still there. I just expected more by this t- at, at this point in his second tenure there. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a good coach. I mean, it's really tough. I mean, that's a place to really to recruit to. It's really tough. I mean, they're still trying to build up things, get things right in their in their facilities, and they're still trying to build up, right? Sutter Heyman text line. I'd love to hear from you on. Um, what do you see about this game? Uh, what would you like to see in this game that would help you to continue to see progression happening for the Husker football team? 402-464-5685. On Friday night, like what, what, what are you looking for? What are you, what are you hoping to see Nebraska be able to do or do better that uh, would help this team to continue uh, progressing? They, they haven't won you know, back-to-back games since 2017. So I think those are some of the things that are interesting to me as well. Can they can they get out of their own way, <laughs> so to speak, get out of their own way and and allow themselves to uh, to be successful and not just uh, continually fall back into those comfort and old modes of of, of thinking. They get out their mind, get off themselves, and and get back to uh, uh, success. Yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to, to talk about before we get to break here too, and we'll get to your response on the text line too, because I want to uh, get to that seven seven. Uh, excuse me, seven four eight two says Skurs by twenty eight. So he's got a he predicts a big win there. Um, and uh, downtown Scott says it's spooky, but I, th- I I I think it should be about like the Indiana game. Um, so. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe kind of just different thoughts there. So one predicts a blowout, one, you know, kind of a grind to get to that eventual victory. But, I mean, I could see either way. At this point, Nebraska is not a program that can get too picky about their victories. <laughs> Any way you can get it, yeah. uh, we'll certainly take it at this point and, and continue to build and move forward. And you mentioned Malcolm Hartsog. Some of those younger guys, even if they're not younger, different guys getting into the rotation. Yeah. Uh, a little bit new, different from what we've seen under the Scott Frost uh, regime is, is kind of giving some of those guys more opportunities and, and less of a, hey, if you've got the first place on the depth chart, you're going to stay out there more often than not. So um, I, I'm intrigued to see how much that plays into it. If some of these more of these younger guys can kind of get involved in the action. And and again, to me, the biggest intrigue is that defense. Is it going to continue moving forward? Because you look at it um, from the national point of view, from kind of the Rutgers point of view, they'll throw out that Indiana game and say that's the outlier. The, the, the rule yeah. for this team is Nebraska's defense has really struggled this year. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I love what I love what Ben just said on the text line. Uh, I basically want to see a complete game where it feels like Nebraska is in control the whole game. The whole game. That's what I'm hoping to see as well. Yeah. Not it doesn't even have to be total domination, just control. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think uh, I'm ready to see domination yet, but I definitely want to just see control. I don't want to see a lot of mistakes, uncertainty. Um, you know, uh, plays where they don't seem like they're in the right place blown coverages i want to see a complete game of total just in control managing the clock uh, moving the chains moving people on the line getting a few sacks 
getting I want to just see a control game and uh, to be able to do things in every facet of the game, both offensively, defensively, and to have some success in the special teams. Yeah, and I think too that like Casey Thompson's a given for a solid game at quarterback, but he's he's a guy, and part of it's with the ups and downs. We saw it last week too, even in the win, getting benched for a series. He's he's kind of a he seems to be an up and down quarterback. You kind of ride the waves with him. If he kind of gets uh you know a little bit uh, rattled in the pocket, it can affect the next couple drives. I mean, he, and, and, and you know before he kind of catches his groove again. Um and you know you'd like to see a, a complete game out of him at some point too. But when you look at what you got from him when he was over at Texas, it was the same thing. I think that kind of yeah. is Casey Thompson. When he gets in a zone, man, can he sling it with the best of them? But um, you know, if he gets out of his out of his zone, you, you have to find a way to get him back in. Um, you know, in, in basketball, sometimes if you're missing all your three pointers, go to the free throw line, get fouled, and, and yeah. maybe you can kind of get it going. So we'll see if if they're struggling. How do you get them back into it? You, you know, kind of short passes um, before you open up a play action or, you know, a design like a play action to get somebody wide open before you get him back in his rhythm. I'll be interested in that. Or you might see again, uh, he misses a big play like he did last week and, and he gets benched. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's a one game thing. Do you think that you can continue with that kind of lesson week in and week out, or does that eventually frustrate you? I mean, I I, I liked it. I like, uh, despite the outcome, and, and, and wasn't great to put Chubba Purdy in the position it did, I like the idea um, that a quarterback can be punished and sat out a series without him losing his starting job. I think that would have been helpful with Adrian Martinez over the years, and uh, I was glad to see that last week. But I don't know if you can do that game in and game out with the level of effectiveness. Well, I, I told you that I thought that 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 those are the things they should have been doing early mm. in the in the season, getting Chuba different situations in different times so that it would be understand if it happened, you understand why it's happening. Right. Not that it becomes a part where it's me against you or you coming against me. But no, it's it's an understanding that, look, you need to just calm down a second. Get in here. Look at this. Look at this film. You know, look at a few of these things. Why this play didn't happen or why this didn't develop or what you missed on this one. And then come back at some point. You know, I think that's all right. That's healthy. It's the same thing in basketball, right? You know, a guy gets cold. It's not that a guy's playing bad. He's just not, he's not hot. Another guy may get hot for you. Let me see. Let me see what this guy's got. Let me see what he's doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, okay, things slow down. Uh, momentum changes. You know, a guy gets tired. Well, let's make a little shift. Get back in there. See what you can do. If you have a bad night, you just have a bad night. But if not, you know, let's let's see what else uh, uh, the other guy can do if you're not playing very well. Those are things I had expected to happen earlier, probably in the season. You get more into the middle of the season, you want continuity. You want a little bit of uh, because guys have kind of developed relationships, understanding how they're going to break, when they're going to break, when the timing, all those things start to develop as you get more into the season. So it's tougher to do it later. Well, and it's interesting too, because it, it feels like it's a, a brand new season to a degree when Mickey Joseph took over. So maybe it is still kind of yeah. early in the season for that regime. And maybe that's why they kind of went, went about it that way. But I thought that's a good idea. I mean, af after giving the, the, you know, Casey an earful, um, you know, you don't want him to go out there and try to, to do too much for what he didn't do the previous drive. You don't want to compound mistakes. So uh, we'll see if, if that happens again. I, uh, I, I kind of trust in this Husker offensive coaching staff to to get them, in, to, despite you know whatever challenges they may face with that offensive line, and, and who knows what that'll look like this week because they they tried some different guys out there. Um, it's uh, it, 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 you feel like you're you 
you feel pretty good about Nebraska's offense scoring here, um, you know, getting in the, into the upper 20s and upper th and, and into the 30s, uh, and I think that should do it for Nebraska. I think that's all they'll need for this win today, or excuse me, tomorrow. There is a game today. It is in the NFL, and it's two teams that are not necessarily hot. So, uh, you know, maybe sometimes that doesn't get uh, people going, but it's football here on a Thursday, and we always love that. Colts. Come in one, two, and one. Maybe, maybe uh, the most uh, disappointing team of the season so far. They take on the two and two Broncos tonight. So a little bit of NFL football action for you. you got you got a pick for that game, Strick? Broncos have been struggling, bro. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that they get on a better footing because they they've been really struggling. I. Uh, maybe go with the Broncos to maybe recover. I, I don't know, though. It's still kind of looking like it's going downhill from right now. Uh, Colts are not much better to me. They're, you know, they're they're solid, but there's nothing really that that game interests me too much. Right <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, there's nothing about that game that interests me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. The, neither of these teams are hot. Uh, Broncos, obviously, because some of their uh, coaching decisions have been questioned, and the Colts, uh, outside of their their game against, I believe, against the Jags, where they got shut out, uh, they've at least played in close games. So uh, if you like football, you might at least get a close game tonight, and maybe the Broncos will make another baffling decision that costs them the game, and that would at least be interesting. If if you're not going to get good, cheer for interesting, and I think that we might get some interesting tonight in that NFL game. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, one of my favorite uh, things that the NBA does every year is a GM survey. So we'll go through that. Uh, lots of things to digest in in in, in and figure out there, including former Nebraska uh, player, now coach Teron Liu was voted at the tops in some of those uh, specific polls for the GM survey. Uh, and then we'll talk about Jordan Poole versus Draymond Green. Very interesting. It might might come down to uh, the Warriors, who they're going to bring, you know, give the max contract to uh, in the next year. So it's going to, it's kind of contract year for both those guys and it's off to a bad start. So we'll talk about that coming up next year on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.